0: You there?
1: And they stay hey.
0: Oh, here it That's is. Me. Coco Corinne Labecki, aka previously known as Corinne Rivera, is on the call up today. Oh man, this is a good one. I'm super excited. Um, I've known, we've known each other for ever. Probably makes us both feel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Since I started racing.
0: Yeah, how long do you think that's been?
1: Well, I was 11 and I'll be 31 this year, so that's we're pushing on 20 years now of racing.
0: Oh, that hurts, that hurts. There's, <laughs> There was girls on the podium that weren't even alive yet, I don't think.
1: Oh, uh, for sure not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how, how does that make you feel? It's
1: very strange. Yeah. I always thought uh, once I saw a start list where the girl's uh, birth year is 2000 and... Tables turn. And, uh, we're we'll, we're well past that point now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what a what a wild time. Um, but I mean, that speaks to. I mean, you clearly started when you're 11, right? You're 31. You know, junior years or junior years, so to speak. You learn a ton. But after you know, women don't have a have, didn't have a U23 category when you went through those years. But I mean, your longevity is unmatched uh yeah i mean you've just been performing for 20 years
1: that's true and um yeah i think uh i have a lot to attribute to like my collegiate part of my career i think uh, that really kind of made it long and it doubled my national championship count but i also got an education and And uh, continued racing and did multiple disciplines and then kind of matured as a person first and then um, yeah and then had a pro opportunity with united healthcare and then that put me into the world tour eventually so um but that middle step and that was kind of like my u23 part of my career uh, i guess you could say back in my day Uh, and now there's becoming more and more u23 uh races now
0: so let's talk about i mean you started at 11 you just immediately just started crushing, um, winning, have, building that mindset. Um, and then surely at 17, 18, the, the pressure was, was quite large. What, at 18 years old, go, stepping out of juniors and into the female senior ranks, what what pressure did you have or you felt that you had at that stage?
1: Um, well, I think... I was quite used to the pressure and I just really liked performing and competing and doing my best. So I don't think that mindset really changed much. Um, but I guess um I'm trying to really think back of that, that moment. It's been so long. <laughs> Cause I guess where I'm getting think, at is you uh, went
0: from, you went to college, you went to Marion, um, which has a, a killer cycling program. And when you went to Marion, you kind of, I'm like putting air quotes out here disappeared or like really kind of pulled back. I didn't, we didn't see you at all the races. We didn't see you, you know, winning. Like we were used to seeing you win as a junior and we've chatted a little bit about this. Um, but like, you just went to college to experience college and you kind of put cycling on the back burner a bit. Um, and you just wanted to have fun, um, and get your education and kind of, step away a little bit is that is that wrong did i misinterpret that conversation
1: no yeah that's correct
0: and so how do you think that was like that saved your overall career like do do you think making that decision and going through that few years made you put you in a position to like continue to excel now
1: yeah for sure i think it i took a break uh, matured as a person and focused on other things for a little bit, but still kept cycling in the background in a in a fun environment,, uh, but st- also still competitive as well. Um, just kind of like a, a different different scene uh, where you know it's like the guys and the girls racing together and multiple disciplines and just keeping it fun. Um, so yeah, I do think that definitely saved my career because I think if I had maybe gone pro tour right away, um, which could have been an option. I think, um, yeah, definitely could have been burned out or, or who knows? I don't know how, how that path would have unfolded. I would have lived in Europe or whatever else, but, um, I'm on the path that I am on now.
0: And do you think, uh, like riders like, uh, Megan Jastrup, like the world has just changed. The environment has changed that she's able to do, to do both.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, she's another example of, uh, someone who's who's doing both at the same time and um but also everyone's path is different you know some people can handle it some people can't um it's it's an example but doesn't mean uh, everyone can do it too so you kind of have to follow uh you know what where it takes you
0: yeah so marion you met your now husband nate how how did that all you know he's he raced he was a bike racer um Give us the story on that.
1: <laughs> well, I I never really wanted to date anyone on the cycling team. And, um, after a year of him annoying me, eventually <laughs> uh, I said yes to a date and then the rest is kind of history. So, um, he was persistent and, uh, we've made it this far. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, uh, he's cool though. He's definitely my rock and we've been through a lot and, um, uh, yeah, he definitely understands, uh, my lifestyle which is I think big part of how we've made it so far
0: and tell us a story that Nate wouldn't want anybody to know
1: <laughs> um, in terms of what
0: I don't know give us something good
1: hmm I didn't anticipate this question
0: what, 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 uh, what, you, what just flies he, off the hip
1: He likes pickled okras.
0: Pickled okra? What is is an okra?
1: It's a vegetable, man. (laughs) Whoa. Alright. Something off, but not too weird.
0: Yeah. Nate, that's strange. Uh, (laughs) Your other rock, which I would say is more precious to you, and most of us, is Tank. Yes. He is an American Bulldog? Correct. And how... How did Tank come about your life?
1: Well, my dad tends to get obsessed with things. And um, at that time, he was really obsessed with American Bulldogs. So Tank was his first one. Um, And I found out from an Instagram post, the the dog breeder posted a picture of my dad with Tank in his arms, saying, Tank's going to his new celebrity home. And I was also (laughs) tagged in it. And I was in Mallorca on a training camp thinking yeah, what's good what is going on and i call my mom and i tell her the story and she freaks out she's like what your dad bought a dog <laughs> so i spilt the beans and then i called my dad and then uh yeah it turns out uh he picked up tank um and he had him for a few months and you know this is this is originally my dad's dog and then eventually i get, came home that winter and I said, hey, can I can we babysit Tank for like a week or two? Like, you know, I'm home and I just want to r- relax a little bit. So we had Tank for a week. And then next thing you know, my dad gets two more American Bulldogs. <laughs> one for my younger sister and one supposedly for my mom. Um, and my mom freaked out and she said, you're going to have to keep Tank because we can't have four dogs at the house right now. because We already <laughs> have a dog at home from when I was in high school. So we're talking full zoo full house and um we we kept tank uh, ever since and so now he's he's ours
0: <laughs> that's amazing yeah i mean if anybody that you know follows corinne you see tank so often um on her instagram he's an amazing dog we've we've taken care of him here um yeah he's just so much fun and yeah. We, which, speaking of, like, this is going to roll us into like, some bike racing, but we missed him this year. The past few years, the Lebeckys have come to Boulder and stayed at the Shepaway residence for <laughs> your summer training. Uh, and so I'm heartbroken that I missed Tank. I missed you guys. I missed the pizzas. Um, but you guys... Bought a house in Pennsylvania, out in Lancaster County. And so clearly, you know, you're going to stay there. How do you think, you know, you always used to come to Altitude and do a lot of Altitude prep, and now you didn't do that. Do you have a tent at home or just trying something different? What, um, and how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, so the last two years, um, I did an Altitude camp in Nutterland, Boulder, Uh, with our van that we've converted. Um, And so it worked out really well for the Olympics in 2021. And then we also did it again last year. Uh, But that didn't turn out very well because um, I came into it with a stomach bug and I just couldn't recover from it. I just felt horrible. Um, And the hard part about Colorado is that you kind of have to drive around six hours any direction to get back down to sea level. Um, and also with the Tour de France Femme coming into the schedule starting with last year, uh, the time frame is really tight. Um, so this year I've opted to fly directly to uh, Geneva in Switzerland, and now I'm in Tina France uh, for an altitude camp before the Tour de France. So we had to switch things up a bit this year. Um, but it works out pretty well because now living in the East Coast, travel to Europe is a lot shorter uh, and also, the time difference is is less, so that jet lag is not as bad. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm bummed to not be in Colorado because it worked out really well, uh, Olympic year. Uh, but I think with my goals for this year, it just works out better to uh, do an altitude camp in in Europe.
0: Okay, so it's not personal. That's just what Becca and I want to know. It wasn't personal.
1: <laughs> so just to make it clear, it wasn't <laughs> personal because we okay. would love to see you guys and hang out.
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do a fall and, a fall visit.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, how long were you at home before nationals? You came, you had you know pretty good spring season over in Europe, and you came home. How much time did you have at home before nationals?
1: Um, I came home after the Vuelta, uh, which was the first week in May. So, and then we went down to nationals early, and I was home for like seven weeks. So, I'd say I was home for four or five weeks about that time,
0: and clearly, your fitness I mean personally for me seeing it right from the outside is some of the best fitness you've had this this time of year is that from consistency is that just having a really good like injury trouble free spring um different training, different mentality
1: yeah, I think uh definitely a mix of things. Uh, I had a really long winter and I only had a small cold this year, no injuries, uh, no major crashes or anything. So, um, so far the season has been pretty consistent as far as health goes. Uh, and then kind of switched things up in the summer, or sorry, uh, when I came home in May with the training and then uh, got in a little more motor pacing and a little more race specific efforts. Um, and also I did a lot of heat training as well uh, going into nationals. So uh, those were the things that were a little bit different Going into nationals and actually, I think that my, my best form going into nationals was 2021. 20, uh, that's when I came off of altitude in Boulder and then went over to nationals. And I was, I was flying then, um, but I think I just didn't race as smart. So I think uh, I had a different approach to this year uh, with the heat prep, but I think it also worked quite well.
0: And what what's your heat what's your heat stress protocol?
1: Uh, I was doing kind of two a days, um, and my second ride in the day would be like an hour on the trainer with a long sleeve, no fan, indoors.
0: Okay, so you do your morning training, and then whatever it was, and then like before dinner, you would just do like zone two, just on a trainer for an hour, just staying warm.
1: Uh, yeah even, even zone one, it just feels different on the trainer. So it was, it was pretty light. Um, not, not that heavy, but I mean, after four minutes, you're just sweating like a dog. So, uh, you're just getting that, that core temperature up.
0: And so how do you feel that's different? Cause when you were in boulder, we tried to, you were doing like hot baths after training, you're like you'd go ride and then we'd try to like, just get you in some hot water for as long as possible. How, how do you, do you think it achieves the same thing or do you think it's, it's different?
1: Uh, both. I think it achieves the same thing in terms of like heat, but it's different in the sense that it's, it's not passive. So I'm, I'm, I'm generating that heat versus in the, in the hot bath or in the sauna. Um, it's like the heat around me that's bringing my core temperature up. So I was doing, um, the trainer and also hopping in the sauna as well this time around. Um, and then also, yeah, what we did before Tokyo, uh, hot baths and anyways, the weather was warm. Um, so I think I was getting that, um, active heat, uh, already during training.
0: Gotcha. Very interesting. Very cool. So you're going well, crits first, you smash everybody, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, watching that race, like the first 20 minutes were, you know, pretty lax day school, not too much action. And then the field started to race. There started to be a lot more activity, but for someone like you, what at that point, what, what was your perception of the race? Of the crit? Yeah. You know, you're, you're halfway in what's Corinne. What are you thinking? Like, what do you like? What are you, what's going through your mind?
1: Well, halfway through the race, nothing really happened. So I was like, all right, I'm going to gonna gonna open it up a little bit and throw in an attack uh, because for the first 35 minutes, I think we were just riding around, so I had to to open up. Nobody did it. Uh, None of the big teams opened the race up, so I just went in and threw in a pretty decent attack.
0: And then from – you're absorbed, you're riding again, so it's like halfway to the finish. What are you – are you just thinking, like, i got to drink every two laps, like, food? Who are you watching? Like, just what's – you know, are you singing songs, reciting poetry? what's kind of going before Legion takes the front?
1: Yeah, um, I think uh, my fuel and hydration is pretty pretty good, so I think I do that pretty automatically. And From what I could see, I was kind of the only one drinking. Um, not that that makes a difference, it's just how I operate. Um, and then uh, I was kind of teasing Legion before the start of the race because uh, Sam was wearing a skin suit and everyone else was wearing um, like a... Either a speed suit or like bibs and uh, jersey, and I was teasing, and I said, "Oh, you know, I know who your sprinter is today." Uh, but it was pretty clear once we opened up the race, and you could see who was following a text that It wasn't Sam, um, but I, not to just get in their heads, but also just to just talk crap and just say whatever. And um, I think I'm. I talk to just about everyone in the peloton, especially some of the girls that I know. So I always say something, um, but. That's just something that I had observed before the start. Um, but, yeah, just kind of watching what the teams are doing, what, what Legion's doing, and it was clear, like, Kennel wasn't doing anything. Um, Schneiders were doing a fair bit of work. And, um, yeah, also Alexis was kind of covering things, and they're only there with four. So um, I think it was kind of clear what their, their plan was. And also once the attacks went off, started going off, those three would hop in and just sit on. Um, but not pull through, and uh, Kendall was just back in the pack.
0: And so, we, before we get into the last lap, you've known Kendall and Skylar and Sam and Alexis for a very long time. You have. Have you ever raced on the same team with any of them, outside of the national team? Uh,
1: yeah, I have. Me and Alexis were teammates on United Healthcare. Um, me and Kendall are the same age. Um... Skylar was on Bulls-Dolmans uh, when I was at Sunweb, and we were both living in Sittered at the same time, so spent a couple of years there together. Um, and Tons Sam, I think, is a year older than me, uh, maybe two. I, I don't really remember if we had race juniors together. I think not. I think she's two years older than me. But uh, when I was in the crit scene with the United Healthcare, I, I was always up against her and, and Skylar. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've known the Ryans since I was a kid. They're like family to me. Um, and so yeah I know the whole team really
0: well and so that takes us into the last lap they're on the lead out you're back of the train um, down the back stretch you kind of I think Daphne from DNA gets in front of you and one other rider and then kind of the downhill before it kind of it all starts left you you get back onto the train and we're a k out What what are you thinking like what's is, are you racing on instinct, or do you have a black-and-white plan that you're going to execute no matter what?
1: I'm kind of like 50-50 on that. I'm, I mean, I come in with a plan, an idea, um, the way that I think is the best for me to win the race, and then also just off-the-cuff, off-instinct. I think you kind of need that mix. You need to be able to adjust when it's not going to plan on yeah and if you see a different kind of opportunity that would work well you know you have to be able to be ready to grab it so i i do like a 50 50 split on that um and yeah going last lap going in going into that first turn i kind of took that corner slow um just to see you know if other teams really had the pressure on me to you know to stay on the legion train and then some other girls came around me so and closed it so i was like okay that's that's fine. And then I got back into position, um, in the next corner and yeah, it was back on the back of the Legion train. Um, and then, yeah, going into that next turn, I kind of gave it a gap. Uh, it's kind of a shallow left and, uh, I just got a, ru- a run on them and I s- just said to myself, like, yeah, as soon as I close this, I'm just going.
0: <laughs> Cause we and, didn't uh, see that on the, on the stream, like with the cameras, We kind of we see the left um that soft left i think from the front and you look tight and then it goes out to like the long shot you know from the front so we can't see that you have opened that gap which you do like in your like setting up the sprint as you give yourself a run like right into the slipstream carry momentum Mm -hmm. and and hit them with a greater bit of speed so that's like we did i didn't see that um, so that's like you know doesn't surprise me you've done that so you open that gap close it and that's probably 500 600 meters from the finish
1: no idea it was super <laughs> long but <laughs> i just cut it like straight by straight and just sprinted four times to the line but actually if you if you look back it does i think it should show i think that 2 minute clip on youtube from flow shows me kind of back off and just have like a half a bike length uh gap um yeah and i just take a run on the wheel so uh yeah i it was just super long i don't really know how long it was but i just kept going
0: <laughs> it was forever um <laughs> and so you you started sprinting right hand corner are you thinking about anybody on your wheel are you thinking about somebody coming around you on the inside of the outside or are you just corner to corner executing this effort
1: yeah, I went so early that um, you'll see, like, once I take the right, I just look over my shoulder real quick just to see, like, how how tight it is and how much time I have or space, and I saw Kendall was right there, so that's I just went straight out of the saddle and just kept going again.
0: And the rest is history.
1: Yeah, and I just pretty much did the same thing after every corner, so <laughs> uh, without the look back, of course, but. Uh, Just taking the corner, protecting the inside, going wide, and just sprinting out of it.
0: And so there's a little bit of controversy from some people. Uh, Second to last corner, Kendall was overlapped on the outside and caught herself between your reel and the curb um, and, and had to hesitate. Your best unbiased opinion, you know, were you, how intentional was that? comparative just because from the back shot you weren't curb you weren't fully on the outside going into that corner you were two-thirds so you weren't taking quote the most optimal line but it's uphill it's a little slower than normal but how intentional was the exit
1: well i mean i think yeah you're right it's slightly uphill so i don't have to swing as wide for it um but i went all the way inside because there's a manhole cover like dead center where the line is so I went really tight Um, and then there's a bunch of manhole covers on the way out too so and at this point I mean we're going full ticket so you got to use the space that you have and so I went all the way wide to miss both of the manhole covers Um, and there's just enough space for you know a set of wheels there Um, but throughout the race you could take it really tight on the inside there's a patch of asphalt that's new and smooth Um, but you know a lot of that road on that second to last straight is not that great. There's like potholes everywhere and patches and stuff. So honestly, I was just taking the smoothest, smoothest line for me. Um, and I didn't know that she was on my outside or my inside or what. I was just taking the line that I needed to do to carry the most speed.
0: And that like, cause from the, you know, live streams and everything else, like we don't see, I didn't notice that much pot manhole coverage uh, on the ground that's hard for us to see so to have that context of why you did what you did makes a lot it doesn't make for me it does make a lot more sense but it can make a lot more sense for somebody else um, but it gives it context to that that situation um,
1: yeah for sure and if you if you look at the video I mean you see me like just clearly miss that pothole and there's like just enough space on the outside to come by. Um, and some of the potholes, they, or the manhole covers, they cover with, like, grip tape. Uh, also, the last corner, there's a manhole cover, like, right dead center in the apex. So, um, there's a little bit of that to maneuver through.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, you get the win, clearly. You have a day off. That was uh, Olympics Day, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Correct, yep. Um, so, what what did that day consist of, post Post crit, pre-road race, how much on your feet stuff did you do? How much just chill did you do?
1: Um, I try to chill as much as I can. I think there's maybe a little too much going on that day. And it, and it is a little bit tough because, uh, the crit ends so late. Um, and so I was pretty prepared. I like already had dinner and I was just trying to mow it down as soon as podium was over. Um, and then uh, on Saturday, I did a USA Cycling Foundation ride in the morning. Um, just an easy spin. Uh, no effort or anything. I kind of considered the crit as my opener. And then, um, yeah, and then I had quick lunch and then went off to Olympic Day. And I was sitting down, so I think for the legs, it's fine. I always had a drink in my hand. Um, and I think it's nice to give back to the community. And uh, Tool was really good to me. And I like uh, doing um, events like this for the kids. So I enjoyed that and also my family from Indiana came down as well. So, you know, they were, they were part of that fun too. Um, and then from there I just quick went had a massage and then was back at the hotel and uh, went down for a nap.
0: Nice. So that leads us into the road race. You have not rewatched this. You've not seen it. And so we are going to watch the last lap 15 minutes. And you're gonna narrate this, and I'm gonna like point out stuff that I'm. Asked. I'm gonna ask you questions of why you're doing what you're doing, um, also what you're seeing. But we are both, current. and I, are both teed up on FlowBikes.com, Pro Road Nationals replay, and we are starting at the three-hour mark. For those that want to pause this podcast, bring this up, um, and, and watch along and hear. Watch the visual why while, while Corinne walks us through this this final lap. So here we go in three, two, one, play. So this is basically the base of the climb that we're going to um are we at the base or is it are we still need one more turn to go?
1: Um this is at the base of the climb, but it kind of already starts going uphill um, before it.
0: Okay. So, base of climb.
1: Are you at thir- 348?
0: 348?
1: What's your time stamp right now?
0: Oh, uh, 330. We've just made the left turn onto the steep part, and Lauren okay, is at back. the front.
1: Yeah, this is yeah this is basically a climb, but uh, the street before it um, is all already slightly uphill. But this is pretty much the main climb, the Strava segment.
0: So we made the left turn left, kicks up super steep. Lauren just whacks it, um, and it starts to come apart pretty quick. And you're kind of far back. I mean, you're not on the wheel, um, and then it just easily just like isolates into Lauren, Chloe, you, Skylar. Um, and two other riders, one from Flaunt and uh, another rider. I'm not sure who that is, but they're not around long. But Lauren is just, is this her going all out? Is this her like doing a Strava segment, or do you think that this is a um, a metered effort?
1: I'm not sure. I, I need to check the Strava segments and if she posted a ride on Strava, because I actually have the QOM with Katie Hall, um, so I know what it's like to go. Um, and I want to say that it's not quite full ticket. I think it's definitely, I think the two hanging on at the back is kind of an indicator. Um, but if this is, if she wanted to go, if this was her winning move, it had to be way harder. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't think this is uh full ticket right now.
0: And do you, would you, were were you anticipating Chloe at any time trying to go? Do you think Chloe was, um, just riding just like whatever happens happens or were you anticipating chloe to counter this at all
1: yeah i was anticipating that a bit and that's why i kind of floated to the back and also kind of just sagged this climb a little bit because it's so steep in some moments it's really hard to to make that difference and and attack um and you can catch some momentum here like in the flat part going up and over um but i just wanted to keep my eyes but once you get to the top top and you start going down, you can't really make a huge difference. It's so fast. Um, so I just try to keep the overview a little bit and watch some body language. But uh, yeah, once we came over the top there... Hold on,
0: everybody. I think I've lost Corinne. Okay, um, we got Corinne back, lots going on. She's at the top of mountain with her team. They're downstairs watching the tour. I don't know why, um, and she's streaming this conversation and flow, narrating through it. So um, we're gonna do our best to continue to make this happen for everybody. So you've come off the mountain. Um, I noticed like you were looking over your shoulder a ton. Why? Why? I mean, you have the three other, the three other best riders in the field. Why? What, what's making you look behind so much?
1: Group and um, from my experience on this course, especially in the women's race, um, you don't really get a huge gap off that climb in particular. So I just wanted to be ready uh, and just see when when the group was going to come back.
0: And was there anybody that didn't make that that you were concerned of?
1: Mm, I just didn't want to catch myself off guard. Um, I think, uh, you know, I just wanted to be ready.
0: Gotcha. And then now we can see we get to the flat and Lauren throws the first attack. And you're kind of, I mean, you guys are kind of spread out, but you're the first to react in the terms of, out of the saddle doing an acceleration not on a wheel. Um, right here, are you going, you know, I need to cover everything, it's on me, or, you know, I'm gonna play it super conservative and like take a risk? What do you like, what are you thinking right here? Uh well where Lauren attacked first
1: was where she got it. Uh when she won national last time so and that used to be a feed zone So I just had my head on us. I just started getting the speed up um, but
0: and Now we see you waving I your hand all,
1: So I just <laughs> let her close it all the way
0: And you guys yeah, go because really, it's
1: clear, you know, I look back and I see where I'm behind, And it's really not that far Um and like, this is clearly the strongest group. Um, and, you know, Lauren wants to start throwing down attacks right away. And so, you know, I was like, let's just work together and establish this gap first. And the crap out of each other. Um, and, you know, I think that that was a smarter idea for the four of us than uh, to just start opening it up with attacks that far out.
0: And this is the first time we and really so I saw... I got
1: everyone to work for, for a little bit.
0: Yeah. And this is the first time we saw Skylar at the front of the race. Well, like when you see her in this move, is she a threat? Are you not worried? Or is she a wild card to you?
1: Um, not, a, not a huge threat, but I know, you know, I can't count her out. She's got a good sprint. She won Pan Ams. Uh, she wasn't the leader at the crit. So obviously this is maybe a race for her. Um, but not, not really uh, a huge threat. And I know she wouldn't be someone who would be attacking. Yep.
0: Yeah. So me, as a fellow sprinter, I'm in this situation, like, I'm sitting on. I'm not doing any work this close to the finish in this type of group. But you're, you're starting to rotate. And you, you explain, like, uh, you know, you'd just rather be with three than a, a larger group. Um, is this just that much confidence in your fitness, in your form? At the moment,
1: yeah, a little of both. I guess I've kind of grown out of um, kind of a sprinter mindset, um, and especially in women's cycling. As soon as one person sits on, it's gonna kill it. It's gonna come back, um, and then I mean, as soon as Lauren attacks for the second time, then I was like, okay, fine, let it come back. Then uh, you know, I'm happy to do a group sprint with everybody else, but. I would prefer to be in this group of four. And I think she would prefer it to be in this group of four. But if you want to start playing games, then now I'm happy for it to come back to.
0: Yeah. Cause then we see Skylar sit on and you get a little frustrated and start waving your hand. Um, you know, and the speed comes off and then it cuts to a shot where the, this larger group of 10 or so start to start to catch you guys. Correct. And when you see this, you know, larger group coming, well, like, what, what, what are you thinking? Are you still frustrated that the four of you just didn't establish the gap enough that it's coming back? Or,
1: well, I mean, at this point, I can't really get frustrated. When I watch it back, yeah, now I'm frustrated. But in the race, <laughs> um, I'm like looking for if if someone's gonna. Counter from the group behind and just be ready for the next situation, you
0: know. Um. Is there a Are you anticipating where, like, do you know which riders are in this group? Are you assuming that Neben is still there and um, the DNA rider, you know, some of these other known strong riders are there? And are, are you have a few names in your head of who could counterattack?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, Amber has one uh solo on this course. Uh, you know, and they're they're clearly strong. I mean this select group coming from behind is, is strong, so um I just wanted to be ready for that next move. And there it came.
0: Yeah. You know. And you guys are back together. And this is think throws the counterattack, and you are the first to respond why (laughs) why you why why i mean clearly chloe also gets gets on it but why even put that effort in when the group is now that large um with a rider that is a bit of an unknown but likely is like not a rider that's just going to ride away from this group
1: uh, that was actually Austin awesome Um and I just had my head on a swivel and I saw someone accelerating, um, and the other three weren't. Uh, they were looking forward, so um, I just I just covered it because on this course in this race, it's like you let that one go, and the one that I don't follow is the one that sticks. And I am at least in a physical capacity now compared to last year, where I could could cover more and still be still have a good sprint. So it's easier to get people to chase uh, at nationals in the women's race is like herding cats. It's unbelievable. That's why it's either you win this race as a sprint or there's one solo, and that one solo move is the one that I don't follow, basically.
0: Because then I think it's um, the EF rider. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm bad with names at the moment. Um, yeah. The- you're, you're right on that one again. And so that's just your mindset from kind of here on out is that I'm just going to take up the responsibility of making sure that it's stays together and not just giving one rider some leash and hoping that everybody's going to kind of collectively bring that back.
1: Correct. Because I won't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, doesn't just,
1: that doesn't
0: happen. <laughs> and so, even with a writer like Chloe, you're you're you are unwilling to gamble because I'm reading this and I'm just going like, Chloe's going to chase everything. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. At at some point, Chloe's going to get frustrated and be like, Hulk Smash! I'm like, I'm chasing it back. Yeah, and I and I think she
1: did does. I mean, she does completely close. um a couple of these attacks, uh, that yeah, I also reacted on, but she's she's the one doing the work in front of me to to close it down.
0: So in some aspects, that she that's didn't
1: like take a a big move on her own.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought that she was going to. I mean, from ride like she's had some races where she's just out and out won some field sprints or some like smaller group sprints of this, so she's got some confidence to not have to go long range. Do you think that's the mindset she's taken into this situation?
1: I think at this point of the race, uh, yes. Earlier in the race she was setting like a hard pace up the climbs. Um, But she had maybe kind of one slight attack when it was the four of us uh, right before we got caught. And the camera doesn't really show that that well.
0: Gotcha. And then now this is the right-hand corner, about a K out. Is this the crit straight? Is that? Do you normally come from the left there?
1: Yeah, sorry. I must be a little bit ahead of you. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, once you turn right, then you pop onto
0: the crit course that's
1: when you pop on to the crit course. Okay. Uh, I'm at 1353.
0: Okay. So the flaunt rider goes then, uh, then Chloe and you,
1: yeah.
0: And so just what do you, what's
1: the the camera kind of go ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, just, what are you thinking? What's like, Chloe goes, what's in Corinne's brain?
1: I got to go. And (laughs) I was a little bit boxed, but I found myself out of it. Um, and I was hoping, you know, after the road race that I could make a pass after the right or on the uphill on the left, which I had done before. Um, but clearly, I mean, Chloe's just on form. She's been having a really good spring and summer. Um, and once she turns on the gas, you know, she's just the kind of rider that is hard to come around um but i was hoping that i could sneak through um but i think after a a long race i just didn't have that the same kind of sprint that i did on friday
0: gotcha and so you've just watched the final lap for the first time you've seen it what what are your (laughs) what are your thoughts what are like give me three things you would have changed from that lap that you think could have gotten you the win
1: Yeah, I definitely, I think, overreacted on quite a few attacks. I think if there's any attack I should have been reacted on, it would be Chloe's. Um, but I also, I just hate losing this race. I've lost this race so many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know from experience that, like, I, it's easier for me, and I think I still have a better chance at winning if I just cover everything. Well, not everything, but the important moves. And then I come into a sprint like this, um, versus I gamble and I let someone go. And then I hope that someone's going to close it down. Uh, that hasn't worked for me in the past. So I, 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 rather have my chance to win in this scenario, um, than the latter and like maybe I have fresher legs. But uh, I was cramping on the climb. So, yeah, I was already like put in a good effort.
0: So, I think that uh service you said you were cramping a little bit up the climb the last time? Yeah. Okay. So, context of where you were at physically going in, in that last lap. Yeah. Cuz I mean, on the climb you look super good. Like no, mm-hmm. you didn't look like and even and then on the downhill or that first bit of the flats, like again, you just went straight into it. You weren't shaking out, you know, you weren't like hanging on the back trying to recover. So you played poker super well, um, you know, in that aspect to you know, not show anybody that you had that much fatigue. Um Yeah. I mean I don't hate the mindset that, you know, you're like, I'm gonna create a race that I can win rather than be in a race that's not in my Control. Like you'd rather try to make the race that you can win and lose than be so passive and, and lose that way.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: I don't hate it, but I'm still frustrated at you, Corinne. I'm still frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah. uh,
1: I think I I should have learned from my own sprint and the crit and like there is no passing in these last three corners, unless you're Luke Lampardy or something. Um, but yeah, I I just thought I could get past her, you know, uh, but I should have made that right-hand corner more important and, and get in front of her and ride the same way I did on Friday. Yep. But well. it's a uh, kind of different too, like the way that I had speed coming off that downhill, uh, going into that, right. When it goes uphill. Mm, you know, I took a lot of momentum off of that. And now when you're coming into it really slow like this, it's it's a lot different as well. So, you know, once we started hitting the gas, it it hit differently.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can kind of tell that um, that's a big a
1: effort to, to get there first.
0: Yeah, because I think probably whatever Legion was probably going close to 55, 60K an hour maybe versus like you guys in the road race doing 40. That's, I mean, that that's a big... Big difference of speed to make up on your own. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: So there you have it. I mean, thanks for for doing that.
1: I know. I'm mad at myself too. <laughs> I'm mad at myself too, but um, uh, you know, I lost to a better rider. Um, I just maybe uh, should have had a better uh, better importance on that right hand corner uh, in the road race too.
0: Right on. So, what is, let's, you know, wrap it up. Um, You know, your time is precious. You're getting ready for uh, the wind down and and bed. But what's, you didn't do the Giro. You're doing La Femmes. What was that decision? Why? And then what's what's after Tour de Femmes? Yeah, I mean, normally when you
1: do the Giro as an American, you it's better if you skip nationals and nationals is uh, always important to me and a goal of mine. Um, So that leaves it up to the tour. And also, uh, yeah, I was supposed to do the tour for the first time last year. Um, and I ended up getting sick. So, uh, it's a big goal of mine to, to go there and go for a stage there and help the team. So, um, that, that is why we're, we're aiming for the tour this year.
0: And, are there any stages that you fancy or are you kind of in a more support role, but if opportunity comes, it's there or are we going to be watching the team ride for you?
1: I think I'm a little bit more in a support role and then see uh, if an opportunity arises. Um, I didn't have my best spring this year, but, um, you know, I'm turning it around and I'm feeling a lot better. So, um, I think that's uh, kind of the situation you'd probably be looking at for the tour.
0: All right. And what's, where's, uh, Scotland worlds. Is that a course that you like? Is that, is that sorted to you?
1: Yeah, I think, um, it's kind of like a crit on steroids. Uh, the first 60 K is kind of run into town Uh, a couple, uh, longer, shallower climbs going into town. Um, and then the city circuit is something like 50-plus you know, right-hand corners uh, downtown in Glasgow. Um, and on top of that, uh, a bunch of steep kickers. So, uh, yeah, it's like a crit on steroids, I call it. Uh, and I think it is pretty suited to me. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully I make this a little...
0: And so is that, like, would it be for all our American crit monkeys is that say like, is the elevation like nationals? Is it like cry Hill? Is it like snake alley? What, what kind of crit profile esque? you know, would you relate it to domestically?
1: Oh no, it's way harder. I mean, there's a strength that's like 21%. So, um, And the lap is way bigger. I think it's something like 14k or something. Um, So I don't think it's necessarily comparable to any kind of crit in the U.S. Um, But I think in terms of the right-hand corners, um, that's where the, the crit aspect comes to mind.
0: Okay. So 21%, I don't know if you've ever done it, but Cats Hill in Los Gatos, that climb is 21%. And that's like 100 meters. So for those California folks, that's you've ridden that you're going to see that at Glasgow and there's just 40 of those basically (laughs) with a turn of turns.
1: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Sweet. Well, best of luck. Go crush it. The Shep away household is rooting for you. you. We'll be tuning in. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah. And best of luck. Stay healthy, stay safe. And, I mean, thank you so much for coming on, and especially Thanks. doing that live watch for the first time with us. That was pretty killer. To, like, I could I could feel your motion uh, <laughs> come through as, <laughs> as you were watching that um, play-by-play. So that was really cool. Yeah,
1: for sure. I think uh, there's no uh, better person to watch it with me for the first time, and I always uh, appreciate your critique. So oh, this was fun. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. And just for the people that don't know, what's your team? Who do you ride for?
1: Um, I race for Team Yumbo Visma.
0: There you have it. Are you faster than Wout?
1: Probably not.
0: <laughs> oh, dang it. Okay. I mean, if that's the only person in the world, that's fine. yeah cool well
1: gotta give it to him i think he's a little bit faster
0: (laughs) yeah cool well thank you again so much appreciate your time great to catch up and then yeah maybe this fall postseason recap uh, might be in person might hear the dogs in the background barking so i appreciate you corinne
1: Likewise. Thanks, Daniel.
0: Have a good one.